0: everyone. Welcome back to Beyond the Couch with Bridges Mental Health. It is the end of the year, mid-December, and we're starting to actually wind down. I feel like the city is also quieting down. And with that, we wanted to take some time to reflect on what 2021 has been like, for us personally for bridges and also kind of look forward into the new year with 2022 which i hope brings a lot of hope and promise and good things for us how are you both feeling now that it's really hitting the end of 2021
1: very tired (laughs) (laughs) that's true that's true for me too (laughs) but i'm
2: ready i am ready For a rest around the holidays, I took vacation and I'm really going to try to use that time to kind of recharge and, and sleep and, and think about some of my hopes
1: or things that I want to aim for in the new year. Yeah, I definitely agree. I thought I was tired at the end of 2020. I'm still tired at the end of this year. (laughs) And I think because I did recently go on vacation, I realized that I need to incorporate more of that in 2022. It was so necessary. And like I tell my own clients, like take time off, you know, it's really important to rest. And um, I want to do it more proactively going forward. We've talked about in our own
0: conversations about not planning ahead as much for vacation. And then we end up months of no vacation, no break of ongoing work and
2: scrambling to figure out how are we actually going to get some rest? Definitely. This is a huge problem I had this past year. And I think, you know, you both heard about it. I accidentally went, I think almost nine months without taking any time off, which was purely not purely, it was many things were going on, but (laughs) one of the factors was that with COVID, you know, I wasn't able to really travel or plan, the kind of trips that I like to plan when I take time off. And so it felt so easy to just not do it or push it off or not think about it. And then, you know, nine months roll by and I'm feeling so burnt out and so tired. And I think that that's going to be one of my intentions in the next year. Like Diana said, be more intentional with taking time off and and mindful about when my body's telling me I need a rest.
0: I kind of feel like the last two years have just been wrapped up into one.
1: It's mm-hmm. Just like heavy. Yeah. Yeah. It's just been really heavy work, um, a lot of work. And I think also by nature, like a lot of people, I, I just remember this about 2020, everybody came in talking about the same thing about the pandemic. And so like, that's also really intense to be thinking and talking about that all day
2: long. Right. And something that we're also experiencing. You know, Mm -hmm. we oftentimes experience things on some level that our clients are experiencing, but the client doesn't always necessarily know that versus something like COVID and everything that's happened this last year. You know, I think a lot about the rise in anti Asian violence that happened in the spring and I know continues to happen, but with so many of my piece identified clients there was this kind of sense of this is so hard and this is so heavy and we're both processing it and we both know that we're both processing it.
1: I definitely felt very burned out around that time in March, April, May, June. (laughs) Yeah. Just, Just because most of my clients are Asian, Asian American and then just facilitating healing sessions for different groups. It was like I was in that the entire spring and summer.
0: Yeah. Diana, you were doing a lot of work on top of your typical like therapy caseload or schedule. Like you were also hosting a lot of healing circles and creating space for a ton of people all at once.
1: Yeah. And it felt really rewarding and important to do that then. And at the same time, like, what what about me? What, What about my rest? Right. And so, yeah, I think this is something I need to work on for next year. And I have heard of people who schedule this week off every quarter or something, but I think I like the idea of having some sort of structure around taking time off because I need some boundaries and I need to have something in place so that I'm not the one who's like deciding, you know, Mm -hmm. the way they used to
2: do it back in the day was in, in August, all therapists took off the whole month. <laughs> so Can you imagine? That was, uh, it must've been so wild, such a different time. Obviously that's typically not how folks run their practices. I'm sure there's still some therapists that do that, but that was like a very specific structure of, okay, here's your time. You get a whole month off in the summer to just do whatever. And it's known and it's expected. I think that our work has changed and kind of just the field of therapy has changed so much that it, it often, I get it, doesn't always feel so easy to take off that time.
0: Yeah, I'm imagining a bunch of New York psychoanalytic therapists going to the Hamptons for all of August. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe there is some radical way to bring in sabbaticals <laughs> every week or every year.
1: Um, every week. For- <laughs> every week. <laughs> every week I know. But, you know, after having gone away and taking a break, I mean, I was traveling for three weeks. I worked for maybe one of those, not even one full week, but just realizing that it takes at least a week to be on vacation and realizing that there's so many people who don't even get the opportunity to take two weeks off in a row or three weeks, you know, three weeks seems like a luxury for a lot of people, but just realizing that, Oh wow. I think one week would have just been me getting used to resting and not really, it wouldn't have been enough.
0: As we reflect on this year, Part of it is also Bridges in terms of Bridges is this clinician community and as a directory or as a community facing mental health hub. And it hasn't happened yet at the time of our recording, but we're having our first in-person meetup this December with our Bridges community. And Reflecting back on when we initially had one that ended up being virtual at the beginning of 2020, we're actually getting to meet folks in person and feel connected to the people we're interacting with all the time.
2: Almost two years
0: later. (laughs) Yeah, two years later. Bridges has been something that we've all built, but have always tried to do so sustainably with our energy and wanting to grow it because we genuinely care about this resource, but also being mindful of how limited our capacity can be on top of our
1: full-time jobs too. And I think we've done a pretty good job of that. I mean, we've been meeting every two weeks since the very beginning, which was Mm -hmm. like October, 2019. I think we had our first meeting and even throughout the pandemic, we kept meeting every two weeks over zoom and I think it's been really special. We've been able to continue that. And I guess that's the beauty of doing things sustainably, right? When you (laughs) don't, when you don't force it. And I'm really excited about this meetup. And I think not having met them for two years gave us the time to sort of recognize each other over emails. (laughs) So meeting will be actually really fulfilling to put faces with names.
2: I agree. I was looking at the RSVP last week and I found myself feeling really excited around, oh my gosh, I recognize that person. Or we chatted with that person <laughs> about this thing. Or I see this person posting on our um, Google group all the time and getting the opportunity to actually mean person and see what this person's energy is like. It's, it's definitely exciting. And hopefully it's something that we can continue to do in a way that feels sustainable and good for us in, in the coming year more. Yeah. I'm curious as
0: maybe if we start to transition into thinking ahead to 2022 and not not that we have to set goals and give <laughs> ourselves more things to do thinking about <laughs> the new year. But before we get there, I'm curious if there are any personal reflections or things that 2021 has meant for us more personally as well. From myself, I'm moved apartments, not live in a new neighborhood, adjusting to coming back into the office and commuting and seeing clients and friends in person again. I got engaged. So I've been wedding planning and thinking about my life and family and all this stuff moving forward. And it's also been kind of navigating a new role at work too. And so 2021 has been really lovely actually and kind of seeing the seeds that were planted in 2020 that lay dormant because we're all just collectively traumatized by the pandemic and isolated. But 2021 was kind of seeing little buds come up out of the soil, kind of seeing more growth. And actually like, this is maybe what new normal feels like and our sustaining lives through the pandemic and coming back to different parts that
2: we lost last year. Yeah. When I reflect on 2021, so much stuff comes up. I mean, In terms of things that feel like they've changed a lot I feel like actually you might look at my life and see a lot of things that seem the same and I'm living in the same apartment I'm you know in a relationship with the same person I am working at the same place that I was before and I feel like a lot of the change is stuff that has happened internally for me which perhaps doesn't always get reflected on the outside but you know, one thing that I've worked on a lot this year is really kind of challenging a little bit my relationship to expectations around achievement and work and validation or the way that I might be presenting about something. I know this all maybe sounds a little vague, but I guess, giving myself a lot more permission to rest. I'm one of those people that for six years, I would wake up at 545 every morning and go on a run. And for a long time, that felt good. And that felt sustainable and energizing for me. And I think that there was this real battle when I started to confront or ask myself how sustainable some of these things still felt. And I think I had a lot of guilt around letting some of these routines go. And now I'm in a state where I feel so much more rested. And I feel like, I cannot wake up in the dark and go on a run every morning and not feel guilty about it. And that's something that, you know, has taken a lot of conscious work on my part, but something that I'm really proud of that I did in 2021 and something that I hope to continue and carry over into the new year as I really reevaluate my habits and, and focus on doing things that actually really feel good for me.
0: That sounds so kind. I love that you're speaking to work and growth that might not be as observable Mm -hmm. or visible
2: on the outside, but that's huge work in terms of caring for yourself. Yeah. And that's something that I wonder, some folks might see that and think like, oh, she let go of a good habit. And and that's okay to think that. And I know for many people, you know, waking up and running in the morning is something that probably does feel really good for folks. And it felt good for me for a really long time. And I think recognizing that you can let go of something like that, that perhaps
1: on the surface seems like a good thing because it's no longer serving you is okay. that speaks to me because i used to run a lot myself and i live near central park so it feels like i am so lucky i get to go outside and go running whenever i want to but same for me last i mean this year I, i just had so little motivation to run and yeah a lot of mixed feelings around that too and at some point i just decided okay, just 10 minutes. (laughs) This is all. I'm going to really just take things down to 10 Mm -hmm. minutes. If I can go outside for 10 minutes, that'll be good. And for me, when I got out, sometimes I would run more. And then some days I would just run 10 minutes or walk, run 10 minutes. And I was okay with that because I knew that it was better than nothing. And for me, I I did want to go outside and do that. I just found it really hard to motivate myself to think about running as this bigger task would turn me off. And so that helped. And then when I think about the, yeah, the rest of 2021, I think for me, it was a year of pushing my limits, which now in December, it was leading me to correct for that. But in a similar way, like Christy was saying, like in 2020, I was planting some seeds and started private practice in 2020. And um, 2021 was like the year that I thought, okay, I'm going to ramp things up and I'll just say yes to everything that comes my way, because I want to test myself and see what I can do, push myself, be uncomfortable, do all of that. And I definitely did that. And I did not anticipate all the things that were going to happen in 2021. And in retrospect, I, you know, I mean, I learned, I learned that I have to say no, you know, and that I need to be more consistent with taking breaks and taking vacation. But I think I needed to go through that first so I could really get a sense of what I was capable of and then realize, okay, I'm capable, but it doesn't mean that I have to do it in this way, Mm -hmm. at this pace. And now I think for me, it's about trying to figure out what's sustainable.
2: Yeah, Diane, I really appreciate that. I love that around like I pushed myself this year and that was my intention. And now I know how it feels. And so now I can dial it back and do what maybe feels optimal for me or feels the most sustainable or feels really good
0: growth all
2: around. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Well, and it's funny because I think in a year and I think this sort of reflects all of our beliefs as licensed mental health counselors around people for the most part i believe genuinely want to grow and like have generative experiences and even in a year that's so hard and that you know was filled with a lot of loss and pain for many people on many levels that you can even still kind of look at that and look at the ways in which something might be really difficult but that what did i gain from this year what do i want moving forward and and even amongst the hard things we still find a way to grow what's i think about that pablo neruda quote from that poem like You can cut all the flowers, but you can't stop spring.
0: Hmm. I'm curious then, looking forward, or do we have thoughts or hopes for the new year? Are we ready to think
2: about the new year yet? Maybe (laughs) not, which is also fine. I feel like I was so ready for 2020 to be over and then saw many things continue into 2021. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but- (laughs) I, there are things that I'm looking forward to in the new year. You know, there are some upcoming experiences that will have lots of joy. You know, I have some close friends in my life who are celebrating life things like moving into new homes, getting married, that kind of stuff to look forward to. But I'm also just looking forward to a reset and to, I don't know, I guess just seeing what the next year has in store for us, good and bad.
0: Yeah. It's so funny to me. I was thinking about this too, that Sure, there are these structures and constructs shifting into a new year, but we are just continuing to live our daily lives too. And we just create these kind of chapters to understand that life is moving and that something new could be coming, but nothing meaningfully changes aside from it being a new year. But we can view it as like, okay, the slog is over. There's new things coming.
1: I think I have this idea that 2022 will be different for specific reasons, but also comfortable and sustainable in others with bridges, continuing to work on this, on this podcast and developing connections with their therapist community and just seeing what happens from that. I mean, we've started a podcast. That's a huge thing. And so we've done a lot and mm-hmm. uh, you know, whatever happens in 2022, I am here for it and also have no idea what, what that looks like. And then personally, I don't know if I mentioned this to you guys, but I'm going to Mexico in January and I just booked a one-way flight and I've booked two months of an Airbnb in Merida and then in Mexico city. And then there's another city I might go to after that. So that's happening. So that's definitely different. And then I'm also in this somatic experiencing training that I've been doing for the past two years. And next year is our third year, which is our final year. So that feels like something that has sustained me throughout the pandemic. It started at the very beginning of the pandemic and I'll be finishing that training at the end of next year and finally meeting my classmates in person at some point, I think next year, because we've been doing zoom trainings almost from the very beginning, but that feels like something that's continuing and giving me stability for 2022. And then I have this other side, which is like, uh, I'm going to Mexico. I don't know what's going to happen there, but that's, it's happening <laughs> forever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited for you,
2: Diana. You're going to have, I can't wait to hear all about your adventures there.
1: Well, you'll see from my from our video calls yeah we'll see you in your <laughs> zoom background <laughs> yeah
0: i like that diana i can get on board with that openness being curious without having expectations and there's of course some things on our calendars next year but we have no idea how to feel i kind of like that idea of not having expectations or goals and just kind of being so curious as to what the new year will bring mm-hmm.
1: This is what happens when you experience burnout. (laughs) No goals whatsoever. (laughs) Christy, what are you looking forward to in the new year?
2: Or do you have anything that's sort of coming up that feels exciting for you?
0: In the new year, I am really curious about more time and opportunities to learn about myself. I think a lot of 2021 has brought up new challenges of how I view friendships and how I'm navigating work and all these things that I'm learning about my own reactions and my own patterns and how a big part of my own reflection is my internal voice and creating a lot of kindness. And it actually has led me to feel quite confident in a lot of situations, at least confident enough that I can handle certain things or deal with a lot of discomfort. And that will probably never be easy but feeling like I can kind of handle it and we'll just, I'll just do what I can to to get through it and take care of myself. That's exciting. Yeah. It's
1: like just whatever happens, you're ready.
0: And I (laughs) appreciate
1: you, Christy, speaking to the,
2: like challenging ourselves to have a kinder self-talk.
0: Yeah, like all the work that you were speaking about that might not be as outwardly visible, but it, it does feel meaningfully different. Any last thoughts to close out the year?
2: Thanks to both of you for, and I guess to all of us, for all of our hard work on this very meaningful endeavor that we continue on. We got another year in the book, so I'm glad to be working on this with both of you.
0: Yeah, I
2: (laughs)
1: co-sign. Yeah,
0: I couldn't imagine. Thank you both, too.
1: (sighs) Okay. Well,
0: this will be our last episode of 2021. So thanks for joining us in this fledgling little podcast as we figure it out as we go. And we'll be excited to keep talking the next mm-hmm.
2: year. And rate and review us <laughs> because we
0: are
2: <laughs> our, our new year plea. If you feel compelled to uh, send us feedback, give us a review, give us a rating. It really helps us
1: out. And yeah, if you have topic ideas that you want to suggest, anything that you want to hear more or less of, (laughs) let us know. (laughs) Yeah, well,
0: we could stop talking about certain things too. (laughs)
2: Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Bye, everyone. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.